Ooh. <laughs> you want to explain so everybody understands why you're just singing badly at them? Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Other Brothers Podcast, the show where two best friends give their thoughts and opinions on any and all consumable content out there in the world. I'm Colin. And I'm John, and we are your hosts. <laughs> Today, we uh, are going to be talking about John, no, our... John, John um, do we have to? Today, we are going to be talking about Colin's favorite movie, my favorite movie. Oh, uh, John's favorite movie of all time. Yeah. That's yeah. why it was a least favorite on a top five previously. Um, <laughs> yeah. We were talking about The Last Airbender. Not the TV show mm-hmm. Avatar, The Last Airbender, but the M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Last Airbender, which And not nobody the Avatar that takes think... place in space. No. Yeah. No. The one about the elements. Yeah. Yeah, that one. What a time. Um, and if you have seen this movie, you understand why Colin said what he said at the beginning of Do We Have To? If you have not seen this movie... <laughs> Spoiler, don't. Um, <laughs> uh, but. I, I don't know. I, I will have an argument for it toward the end. But uh, John, I'm gonna kick things off with this. What is your one sentence summary of this movie? Oh, okay. Um, I told you to think about this in advance. I, I didn't did, think about yeah. it in advance. Um, but my one sentence summary would be: Let's just say everyone's name wrong. That's okay. it. That's my that's that's my summary. That's, that's the fair. whole movie. <laughs> Pick my a character; it's probably wrong. Is why does Appa look like that? <laughs> <laughs> is low key scary in this movie, and I terrifying. Like he's I, I not a cuddly like sky bison. He's very I'm scary. Into everything on my desk. Uh, I feel like you could easily do one of those like. Um, color switch uh, transition things and put like the the scary sounds in the background with Appa mm-hmm. anytime he's on screen and it would fit wherever terrifying yeah yeah it's not great um, uh, aside from that one spoiler uh, we're gonna talk spoilers through this entire movie normally we give you a spoiler warning as to like hey go watch the movie come back talk to us about it listen to our thoughts on it for this one it doesn't matter if you want to watch it sure yeah, listen, That's if you've on you. seen, if you're listening to this and you have only seen the movie and not the original animated show, first off, shame on you, um, because the yes, show is shame. so good. Second, if you think this movie's good, shame on you. Um, again, and that's all I got. Um, just lots of shame yeah. in that. But I feel like um, we're going to get to our ratings and we're not going to have to say anything because everybody will know how we feel anyway. But it'll be great when we get there. It's fine. So the main reason that we are talking about this movie is because um, when this episode comes out for you, it'll literally be two days before the new Avatar: The Last Air, before the new Avatar: The Last Airbender series comes out on Netflix. Wow, easy so for you we to thought say. that we would discuss the movie to highlight all of the negative things about the movie that hopefully they don't do in the show. But also some, like, hidden gems, because we, we decided to watch this together uh, for the first time in a while and, and, and take notes. I haven't taken a note on a movie in a, in a minute, just because no I, I feel like we've just been having conversations about movies. But this one, I, I wanted to pinpoint specific things. I 
I feel like my one sentence summary for this movie could have been the most forgettable movie ever made because looking at my notes, there are certain things in here that I'm, I, I, I don't remember happening and we just watched this movie. We watched it about, so we watched this movie about two weeks before recording. Um, we wanted to have this conversation a little bit sooner than that just because we wanted it fresh so we could really feel the hatred, but life got in the way. That's okay. To be fair, we needed time. <laughs> Before we jump into the movie itself, I just want to throw this out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you if you looked this up or not. Um, this movie is so bad. I'll start with mm-hmm. the better rating of the two. It got a four out of ten on IMDb. That's not good no, at all. But that, I I can see that being like uh, this movie. Sure. If you had to guess, because I know you don't know. If you had to guess the percentage on Rotten Tomatoes that it was given for the critic score, what would you guess? Critic score? Yeah. It was a four on IMDb? Okay, Uh, that's the better score. I'll say 35%. (laughs) No? Lower? No, very lower. Uh, Okay, uh, Very lower. (laughs) 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) 5%. Oh, God. Uh, what about the audience um, so, score? Uh, I don't know the audience score. Let me look really quick. <laughs> okay, that five percent. I mean, I get it. I really get it. Could you imagine somebody paid money to review movies, having to watch this movie? Yeah, fair. Just okay. Audience oh, score was thirty percent. Okay. <laughs> Critic and, score and I think, is five percent. And I think it's thirty percent based off of the things that we're going to talk about because. We, I think we, that 30% pretty... is the people who haven't watched the TV show. <laughs> no, no, no. Think about when we watched this movie. How many times did we just burst out laughing? Um, There's some really funny moments in this movie. There are. Unintentionally funny That's mo- true. moments. But... <laughs> That's fair. But when this movie came out, those moments weren't funny to me. Those, mo- those, those moments were very cringy to me, and I was upset yeah. because it wasn't what it was supposed yeah. to be. Now that we've seen oh, it a bunch... God. And now that we are older and, like, can laugh at the bad, it yep. made it a little bit less painful only because it was hilarious how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. um, I will say one thing in this movie that was cool mm-hmm. was the intro with the elements. Yeah. The benders doing their element bending at the very beginning of this movie were very cool. The Paramount intro was very cool with the elements. The Nickelodeon intro no, you was know, cool you, with you the You know elements. what it was? It was deceptively good. Yes. Because and watching those moments, like, after oh, that was that, really cool. <laughs> immediately after that, Immediately after that, we hear the actress who plays Katara say, mm-hmm. say a word, and it's not Avatar. It's, no, I wrote it down. It's Avatar. So, okay, it's not that bad. You're being Ar- a little aggressive. No, it's aggressive. Arvatar. Okay, it's, Arvatar. it's not that bad. You're being a little Arvatar. aggressive. Yeah, there's, there's, pretty sure either. Uh huh. Or something's weird with your headphones, or you're being extra exaggeratory because she you don't Avatar. like this movie. She definitely just said Avatar, very formal. It's very, it's very British, Avatar. Um, but it's the Avatar, <laughs> not the Avatar. Sorry. Um, but mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie, they refer to the Avatar as the Avatar, and I. Hate yeah. it. That's strike one right off the bat. Immediate. Um, I'm like, oh, well, very I, cool intro stuff. Avatar. Ugh. 
I, I feel like, uh, and, and this is something that I, I saw somebody somewhere say, I think it was in like a YouTube essay or, or something like that about this movie, where it came down to the possibility, there's nothing confirmed, that things like Arvatar and Ong and and Eero and, and all of that all happened because Soka. M. Night Shyamalan, Soka, and I'm... I'm Night Shyamalan. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan, whoever, the guy. Mm-hmm. I can talk. It's fine. Um, when he was giving direction in this movie, he said it with his accent and wanted it pronounced with his accent. You know what I mean? Like, like that's but... the only explanation I can come up with as to why all of these things are different to source material that had existed and was popular to the point where they made this movie. But that you doesn't I mean? make sense to me because, especially with Sokka, right? Mm-hmm. If you're saying Ong and Avatar, obviously your normal speaking speech patterns would have an ah sound. So Sokka is so simple to just keep. If that's if that's the reasoning. Regardless, <laughs> if you've watched the show, which if you're making a movie based on the show, hopefully you know the source material fairly well. You know it's mm-hmm. Avatar. You know it's Aang. You know it's so. It, I almost just said Soka. Oh. You know it's Sokka. You know it's <laughs> Iroh, not Iro. <laughs> <sighs> it's fine. It's okay. It's great. We're good. And um, I don't know if he ever did see the source material beyond just like watching an episode or two. You know? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. Because one thing that is kind of super iconic to this entire franchise is the way that uh, Ong is uh, presented to uh, the audience, to to uh, Soka and... and, and um, You're going to hurt me if this is what you do the whole time. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I was trying to think if Katara had any weird saying to it. She didn't. She Katara. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's no giant circle of ice. That doesn't exist. He's just trapped in the ice and then just explodes out of it. Um, it's kind of there because, so he's like, it's like this ball of ice was kind of trapped underground and then magically, and this is one of the things I wrote in all caps, I wrote ice ball magically emerges <laughs> and it just rises out of the depths of more ice and becomes mm-hmm. this thing. And then they walk up to it, crack it with a Katara steel sock as boomerang, cracks it, and then psh, immediate wind blows them 50 feet away. But they're not harmed. Yeah. They're fine because yep. movie. Um, yeah. But before all that happens, I only have a few notes because I stopped because I just couldn't keep writing notes. I know you wrote a few more than I did. Um, but <laughs> one of the notes that I did have is I wrote White, Sokka, and Katara. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which in the show and hopefully in the live action that's coming out, the live action show that's coming out, they will be based on who they were supposed to be based on, which are the indigenous Inuit people um, just in general. Which you and, can, They're wearing the right clothing for that, but they mm-hmm. are not the right people for that. Um, Let's talk about the costumes real quick. <clears throat> Great. Costumes. <laughs> bring it. <laughs> you, you have thoughts on the costumes. Um, I... Some of them. I, I made a I made a comment uh, toward the midpoint of the movie when they're going from the different Earth 
tribes uh, uh, freeing different people. The background characters look exactly like the background characters in the TV show. Like yeah. How they're dressed and, and everything like that. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Any main character? No. No. Not quite. Nope. Definitely not. Um, I don't understand why it was so hard to have Aang be in his traditional airbender outfit. Um, like the rest of the airbenders in the flashbacks. Instead, he's in this sad brown onesie essentially that's what it looks like to me it's like his monk robe but it's like sad but it's not even like a a monk robe it looks like a monk robe that you'd get at like spirit of halloween yeah exactly um zuko your immediate problem was the fact that he has hair which totally valid Um, yeah the ponytail is a huge part of his character uh in in season two um and, and when he gets rid of it, it, yeah, it's a big when he gets thing. Rid of it, but but it's a huge symbolic thing going from everything in the Fire Nation all through all that, and so to just not have that part of his character, it was just such yeah. a weird choice. It was a weird choice, and it's a weird choice because it's something really easy to overlook if you just don't understand the source material. Yep, we're gonna um, be saying there was, that a lot through this recording. Speaking of Fire Nation. Um, mm-hmm. There was a scene in, I think it was, um, they were on Admiral Admiral, Admiral Zhao's boat. Zhao's mm-hmm. boat? What's his name? I don't even know. Um, they probably said it wrong yeah. in the movie anyway. But regardless, oh. um, <laughs> every single person on that boat looked exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I was like, they are all the same person. That's what it feels yeah. like to me. Like, I felt like, it I just it's I struggled differentiating until they said people's names because I was like, Oh, that's no, that's not Zuko. Oh, that's no, that's um that's not Sozin or so that's not um Ozai. I'm struggling with words too today, apparently. <laughs> you are man. Forgive me, uh you're gonna have to pause for a second. You're good? What are you looking up? Secret stuff, got it. Yeah, one second. Mm-hmm. Secrets from Colin. Where did he put himself? He was Admiral Zhao. M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah. Was he? Yeah, I just want to make sure that we're saying his name right. <laughs> Z H A O. I think it's just Zhao, yeah. Oh, then he doesn't go up by M. Night Shyamalan in his, Because uh... that's him, right? Pretty sure. I thought it was. But now I'm looking it up, and he's not... Oh, it's not him. He's someone else. Yeah, who is M. Night Shyamalan? He apparently has a cameo as one of the Fire Nation prison guards in the scene where Zuko breaks Aang out of prison. Okay. That's what the internet has told me. Thank you, Screen Rant. I'm going to go to YouTube real quick to watch that clip. Okay. All right, I don't care that much. What were we talking about? Um, that everybody looks the same. Yeah. I feel like everybody <laughs> in that in that scene looked like they could have been auditioning for the role of Zuko and just didn't yep. get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what my favorite part of that scene, though, was? Was mm-hmm. when anybody had to walk 
past the table that Zhao and oh, yeah. Iroh were sitting at, there was this one guard, and he was doing his guard duty, but, like, it was so overly choreographed, he, he, like, had it? to stick his spear out, and he had to pull it back in and step out to the side, and it was so rigid and just so entertaining to watch every time he has someone walked by him. <laughs> and this is what you mean by we laughed at a lot of the things that yeah. normally, like, in a movie, if this happened in, like, a normal movie, I'd be like, this is terrible. What am I watching? Yeah. But now that I've watched this movie and endured this movie so much, I'm laughing at the awful things because otherwise I'll go insane. Um, and that's one of them. That made me laugh so much. I was just like, look at him. <laughs> and he just like <laughs> pose. And I'm like, okay, okay, you do you, man. Yeah. Um, so that was my favorite part of that scene, just in general. So, Colin, in order to make this a little bit less negative... Right. Break up some of the negativity with one thing that you thought was good about the movie. This might be controversial, but <laughs> I do have a positive for this movie. Uh, Great, bring it. I'm ready. <laughs> the uh, the avatar tattoos, uh, the arrow tattoo and everything like that mm -hmm. that he has. Um, in the show, it is uh, an actual tattoo. You're not born with this, you know, arrow all over yourself. Like that is a yeah. thing that the the air tribe gives themselves. Once you, I think it's you master like twelve different types of airbending. Yeah. Um, and he earned his earned his tattoos. I can talk, and these look like tattoos, and they look really good. Oh, it's awesome! Like I, I don't think mind. It's them. really cool. Um, I. What about you, John? What's something you like about this movie? The tattoos. That's a good one. That's actually a very good one. I thought they that look the. Good. The way that they did the tattoos was a very cool way to do it for um, the movie um, because I feel like, yes, it is a little That's... abrupt to have a bright blue arrow mm -hmm. on your face, well, which I think that, they're like, doing for the live action series. But it, That's the thing of an adaptation. Is exactly. That's a thing that you can change and it, it works perfectly fine mm -hmm. because animation versus live action, there have to be some changes. This is yes. a change that works. Agreed. Whereas, like, the Zuko hair thing, it is a change, but it doesn't work because that's tied to the character. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, a good thing. I think that a lot of the special effects in this movie are actually, like, well animated. For what they're having do, to do, yes. I don't like the choices of how it worked. Mm -hmm. Um but I... John, John, positive. We're going for positives. But no, what I mean by that, yes, I know I need to be positive. Um, but what I mean by that is like, yes, <laughs> the way that they chose to show bending in this movie was not great. But mm -hmm. with what they did, like, I'm thinking about like the first time we really see like Katara water bending and pulling up like the sphere of water. That looks legit. Oh, it looks perfect. Like, yeah. that's what I mean by like the CGI effects are good. For, for that's when the not the problem. Perfect is what I meant. Yeah. Yes, that's not the problem. So that's something that I thought was really cool, and that's throughout um, the way that they go about it with their bending motions and the mechanics that they have forced into this movie versus what is in the show for bending a little obnoxious and stupid, like a choreographed dance to throw one rock across a room. <laughs> I was wondering when that was going to come up. I had to, well, this is the perfect time, but, um, yeah. And the, so there's a scene where 
and Katara and Sokka go to a village that is being kind of like controlled by the Fire Nation, which is also different um, yep. ish than the show. Like there are definitely villages, but we don't get to go to Omashu, which is a fully capable running Earth Nation um, mm-hmm. city that has no ties to the Fire Nation. Whereas in this movie, the entire Earth Kingdom get, has been taken uh, over by the Fire Nation. What what's her name? Um, oh, what's her name? What's the character's name? Which one? With the fans. Oh, Suki. Yeah, we don't get her at all. We do not get Suki. We get a brief look at a statue of a Kyoshi warrior. That's it. Um, but we do not actually get to meet the Kyoshi warriors, and we do not get to meet Suki. Um, is that season one? I think that was that's season like one. The, that's like yeah, the fourth episode, right? Yeah, because that's when... Because um, at the beginning of the show, Sokka is very sexist and very immature, and then this is when that starts to get challenged for him, and he starts to go, oh, maybe it isn't just a, I have to do this because I'm a man. Maybe it's a, anybody can do this who's most capable. And that's when maybe. he starts to learn that lesson. I'm pretty sure that's how that ha- happens. <coughs> yeah, it's the fourth episode. Yeah. No, and I think that um, Suki's such a prominent part of it. I mean, obviously, later on in the series, she comes back and is even more important because her and Sokka become a thing down the road, and that's awesome. Right. That can't happen before UA, obviously, but that's okay. Um, it does surprise me that she's not mentioned at all, and I don't know mm-hmm. if they had plans for her down the road or not. Cause... Oh, I think they did based off of how the movie ends, but we'll get there. Yep. Um, and that's fine. Um, but the Fire Nation is in control of most of the Earth Nation in this movie, which is not how it really is in the show that I remember. Um, no, not to that extent. And In parts, sure, but not like the whole Earth Kingdom. Yeah. And um, we get to see some interesting bending from everyone. Well, so one way to put it. It is interesting. I'll give it that. Um, so we already kind of talked about the earth bending, how it's a lot of people to do one little simple task, which mm-hmm. isn't always the case. There are some earth bending moments where it's one person. The fire bending in this movie is interesting, and it's not something that I'm necessarily like completely mad at. It's different, um, See, but you can it take liberties. It bothers me way more than it bothers you. And I get why it bothers you. Um, the whole idea of a firebender is that you can create fire based on just like the heat essence around you right that's kind of what it i feel like is because just yeah. going poof fire there has to be some science behind it that's not explained in the show but it's literally just you can shoot a fireball out of your hand whenever you want in this movie you have to have fire already that you just manipulate instead and i think that that's dumb mm-hmm. but if that's the choice that he wanted to make that's whatever right um I think it really belittles firebending, though. That's my biggest issue with it. It makes it so much less extreme. It makes it so much less dangerous. It makes it so much less exciting. Um, To the point where at the end of the movie, they're like, we will get rid of the moon so we can bend fire. Or no, it's when Sozin's Comet comes, we will be able to bend fire without having any source material or any main fire to bend. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not what the comet does in the show. It just makes you so much more powerful and it essentially stops water bending is what that does <laughs> which is the difference right. but if that's the choice they wanted to make that's fine i think that it looks cool how they do the fire bending i think overall my biggest issue with any of the bending is that anytime anyone bends the entire world goes into slow motion every time 
every time. Every single time. Anytime that there's a major fight scene that includes a whole bunch of different people bending different elements, bullet time. Every time. And it's so dumb. I think this movie would be so much more cool if you could see all of this happen in real time. And have, like, the big main moments happen in slow-mo instead. What? You know what else would be better about, like, the fact if they were to get rid of all those slow-mo moments and just have them as, like, real-time crazy action sequences? like The the, movie would uh, be half an hour shorter? The movie would be half an hour shorter, (laughs) and it would be amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's already a short movie. It's not that long. It's, like, two hours. I mean, relative to modern movies, I guess. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so that's my main gripe with bending is that it's all in slow motion and the mechanics of it are flawed and not what the original world had them be. Um, Also, the amount of effort it takes to do the simplest bending task, the amount of choreographed movement you have to do all over the the place in order to make anything happen. Two two things to say, and and I know both of these things are very very much something you can argue directly against um the idea is that these people have been imprisoned and and their um morale is down and they don't feel like that they can put up a fight because they'll just be wiped out by the fire nation mm-hmm. so that's why it takes so many people to do such a, a small movement is because of these people getting their spirit back but it just it, if that was the goal it did not translate no and also I'm pretty sure every time that we see like an earthbender imprisoned in the TV show, they're in a metal ship or in a metal area or wood, the, one or the other. Or or wood. This area that they have imprisoned these earthbenders it's is just a quarry. the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where they are so powerful. <laughs> and it's just it just doesn't work. No. And, and something else that doesn't really work. I know in the show, Aang uh, is a pacifist. But in this movie, that seemed to be like the real big thing is that Aang is a pacifist. I'm going to be a pacifist. I refuse to cause harm, you know. I'll, to the I'll point where he's like, defend. I will not help the people in need, almost. Right. Which is right. the opposite of what he should be doing as the Avatar. And, and the like, avatar. yeah. <laughs> the Avatar. Uh, Aang is <laughs> Aang in the show definitely is a pacifist but he's willing to fight when he needs to or if his emotions get the better of him and like he's going after Appa in the later seasons but yeah. like I mean he it, is on record being like I'm not going to kill anyone like that's the whole issue I'm not with kill Ozai anybody, but later on the, the, but he's not afraid people... to put someone down like, the amount of people that he has actively killed, though, and, like, Sokka and, and Katara have to, like, sweep under the rug. He, in, in the TV show, he's... It's several people blowing up full-on ships full of people and sinking them. Yeah. In this show, right to the end, instead of turning into a giant water spirit thing that just full-on picks ships up and destroys them, we get a wave that rises. That he doesn't even use... <laughs> And then goes back down. <laughs> like, listen, I think the fact that he makes that giant wave is so cool. Yep. But the fact that he just sets the water gently back down, and everyone in the Fire Nation is like, we gotta go. I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, After they killed half back. of the village. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, no, you're good. I'm going to go back a little bit. I just have a couple of notes before we talk about the end, because I feel like we might as well just talk about the end. But I want to talk, talk about, about whatever first. we want. 
Um, one of my notes is 12 minutes in and John is already mad. <laughs> was I? What was I mad there, about? Probably names. It was, it was something going on and like, I, I looked up and we, we watched this while on a Zoom call. Um, just, just so we could get each other's reactions. And I looked over at the time of, of the movie and it was like 12 minutes in and your face was just mad. Oh, <laughs> just angry. So I have this problem though, because a lot of times my focused face makes me look so angry. And people come up to me all the time when I'm like really focused on something and they're like, John, mm-hmm. are you okay? I'm like, what? Oh yeah. And I'm fine. But they're like, you look so mad. And I'm like, Here's I'm thing, just though. thinking. <laughs> I'm sure I was actually mad though. Well, no, that, that, that's what I'm saying. We I've, I've known you for 20 years and I could tell the difference between focus and mad, and you were just annoyed. <laughs> so annoyed. And I think part, part oh, of the reason why you were annoyed is because I brought it up. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan does not know how to write dialogue for children. Anytime that these kids are talking to each other, it just... I don't know who's talking to who in what way or how these people were raised, but it was not as children. No. You know? No. They, they talk like they're 50-year-olds talking to each other. They're all so like wise. a D&D session. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, there's also a ton of ADR in this movie for no reason. Yeah. Just, you see the back of a character's head, and then you hear vocals coming out, uh, words... And like yeah, I don't remember what was said, but there was this one scene where like Zuko's we're seeing the back of Zuko's head. It's literally mm-hmm. the first time we see him, and he yeah. says something. He's like, "There he is," or something like that. But it, like the his jaw, or, or but like his that. jaw does not move. <laughs> no. And I'm like, "Oh, he didn't say that in the actual shot." And there are so many shots like that. It's throughout a lot. This movie. It just. It's a lot. I wonder what the editing process for this movie was like. Like. They, they must have known how bad it was, and I, I, I want to know how bad the original cut was. How many people do you think working on this movie knew the actual show and were like, what am I creating right now? Oh, God. Well, or do you think that they only job. picked, or do you think, like, when the job went out and they hired people and they interviewed them, they, like, made sure nobody knew the original source material so it wasn't an issue? So that does happen from time to time. Yeah. Um, like in the, well, I know, like for the Last X-Men of Us movies. Well, in, in the first X Men movies, um, uh, Hugh Jackman was uh, told uh, directly not to read any comics, mm-hmm. and John Favreau, I think that's who it was, like snuck him X Men comics to, that way he could get an idea of Wolverine as a character. So yeah. like, it happens. Well, and I know, like for the Last of Us, like they mm-hmm. told Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, if you haven't played the game, don't play it. And they were both like, Wild. we're going to play it. <laughs> but like, they didn't want them to play it because they wanted to be able to do their own thing. That's such a wild concept. It is. It's so interesting. If you're making something that is based on something else, mm-hmm. I feel like the people you are hiring to either act in it or edit it or whatever should have some idea. But I guess it's it's probably a control thing. It's probably a that way your ideas aren't influencing what I'm telling you to do. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, yes, it is M. Night Shyamalan's movie, right? So whatever he says has to go. And if an editor is like, but that's not what happens, I'm sure he'd get frustrated, right? He'd be like, I don't care. Do it this way. And that makes that tough. I don't know. It is interesting to me, though. Yeah. But yes, there's lots of extra editing that needed to be done, I feel like, based on 
the things that we saw in this movie in terms of ADR and everything. One thing that couldn't be saved by editing, and <laughs> it happens so often to the point where I have it down in my notes a couple of different times. John, in, in M. Night Shyamalan's Avatar movie made in 2010, why is the Avatar magnetic? Why is he magnetic? <laughs> there are so many different times where, like, uh, the first time that, that uh, Zuko is interrogating him, uh, they put down a couple of things in front of him, and everything just starts gravitating towards him. And and that just happens throughout the movie, of, of different things just coming towards the Avatar, whenever he's getting, like, super strong and, and getting into his uh, Avatar state almost. Just things start gravitating towards him. Okay, just... I think that's almost just like the energy around him kind of a thing but yeah i don't know it's not something i really like picked up on or cared that much about (laughs) um but hey magnetic avatar that's kind of fun um if you like that sort of thing (laughs) um the only note that i haven't talked about but you kind of talked about in your one sentence summary is i wrote they made appa ugly and that's all i wrote down (laughs) he's not just ugly he's terrifying he's very scary I agree with and that. And they do a good job of, like, not cutting to his face all that much, because they know. Yeah, they do know. Yeah. But it's fine. Um, I am trying to think of other things to talk about. <laughs> I, I only have general. two. I only have, like, three other notes. Okay. Uh, the first one is when they show up into that Earth Kingdom prison that is in the dirt quarry with yeah. Earth vendors. Um, they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm the Avatar. And there's just no reaction. There's no music. There's nothing. No fanfare. It's just, oh. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of sad. Um, definitely not very pronounced. The music no. in this movie is not something to be applauded, really, either. Um, sorry, soundtrack. I'm, I'm always on the lookout for a good soundtrack. This isn't one of them. No. It is what well, it is. The, oh, okay. One thing that I definitely want to talk about mm-hmm. is Sokka and Yue. Because we quick, talked about this is, a little bit as we were. I want to talk about Sokka individually first, real quick. Okay. Why is he so depressed in this movie? I don't know what they did to Sokka's character in general. They made him so serious. They made him like the war general that he becomes by the end of the show, right? He's like way too mm-hmm. smart for his own good at the beginning of this movie because he's just a kid. Yeah. Um,. He is not funny at all. No. He's not quippy. He's not campy. He's not anything that Sokka from the show is. He's not um, coming up with bad plans. Sokka's... The, the bad plans in the beginning of the show were so much fun because of how terrible they were. The whole point of Sokka, especially in the first season of Avatar The Last Airbender, is to be comic relief. And that's all that he needs to be. And he is none of that in this. He's just yeah. so serious. He doesn't blink Ever no, <laughs> he doesn't blink. <laughs> That's what we, that'll be the transitionary point because I didn't notice it through the movie <laughs> until you pointed it out when him and UA are talking, and it's he's just... just staring at her. He doesn't stop. He doesn't blink. He's just looking right at her, and he gets this weird, creepy smile on his face <laughs> in the middle of it. And I was like, "What is happening?" Yeah, uh, and we, we we went back and watched that scene like three times. Because oh, we God. just couldn't believe what we were seeing on It's screen. like, why is this happening? And, Who told him to do like, that and left that in? Oh, God. But here's my biggest issue with Sokka and Yue, right? Okay, yep. They meet, 
Mm-hmm. And then they're in love. Oh, they're in love right away. It's too fairy tale for what it actually should be. Like the show gives yeah. them time in the Northern Water Tribe to grow that relationship, and we get to see them being like awkward with each other while they still get to know each other and grow mm-hmm. in that relationship. And then it makes it so much more prominent at the end when Yue's like, "I have to go, let the Moon Spirit live by giving my life back." Um, whereas in this movie, when she does that, we're like, "Oh, yeah, that's cool." That's cool, Yue, you do that. And Sokka's like, like oh. no! And Sokka's like, you can't. I'm like, why, Sokka? You met her yesterday. I don't understand. This movie like, feels obviously, like it takes the span of, like, a week. Like, they have, sh- they have dialogue to show that time has passed, but we don't mm-hmm. get to see that time pass. We don't nope. get to feel them learning waterbending. Aang and Katara become great waterbenders. We don't get to see any of it. Nope. Actually, Aang doesn't become a good waterbender until after because apparently he doesn't, he can't because his piece doesn't let him waterbend. Yeah, which, um, which like out of in all the... Of the spirits or out of all the, the elements, air is like the, the, um, the one that you are most in tune with nature and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then water is the most flowing, relaxing element. Well, water is very emotion-based, I feel like. I feel like water is always surrounded by emotion. Right. Um, Earth is very defensive, and fire is just very aggressive, right? And that's kind of the whole idea. Um, And because of Aang's emotions, I guess, in this movie, um, and I think in the show a little bit, he struggles. But I think the reason he struggles in the show isn't so much that he can't do it. It's that Katara is better and he's jealous and that blocks him, right? Because we see so much frustration with how fast Katara picks it up and how excited she gets and then he can't do it in the show. Yeah. There's none of that here. They don't even nope. let Katara waterbend in with the master. They're just like, Aang learned underneath this master who is so important in the actual show. And the fact that he doesn't allow Katara is a big prominent theme of women being capable of things that they don't get to show in this movie. Yeah. So my whole issue with the water bending and the water tribe, the whole idea of why we go there, aside from UA and the moon spirit, doesn't apply. Like, the whole reason yeah. they go there is to teach Aang. Yes. But also to teach Katara. And we don't see that. Not legitimately. Yeah. Anyway, Sokka and UA. Um, <laughs> build this relationship out of nothing that we get to watch on screen and it's weird and he's wild and he doesn't close his eyes ever and then she has to go and sacrifice herself and he gets very very sad about it and it feels too forced absolutely and one, <laughs> one other character that has interactions that are integral to another character's development that we just don't really get a chance to see are Iroh and Zuko um Iroh in in the show plays this very fatherly role towards Zuko because of everything in Zuko's past and everything in Iroh's past. And it's Mm -hmm. the two of them bonding through and working through their trauma together and able to be better people out of it as a result. Mm -hmm. In this show, Iroh just doesn't do all that much. No, he doesn't. We don't get enough to see him... uh, helping Zuko both in terms of becoming a better firebender and in terms of be- being a better person. No. We don't get to um, do that. I will say in season one of the show, 
there's a lot less Iroh than season two and three. Um, yeah. But there are still the moments where we get to see him training with firebending and things like that, and just but some like subtle really conversations. Important, and they're, they're really important, important moments. So they are. Yeah. Um, that fatherliness definitely comes out a lot more in the later seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of the main characters in this movie, Iroh did a decent job with what he was given based on yeah. who was cast. I don't think I would have cast him as Iroh. Oh, he but looks since nothing that's, like Iroh. Since that's who it was. Yeah, I can't fault him for that. That's not his right. fault. So he did what he could with the part he was given, and I think he did an okay job. Yeah. Real quick, talking about Zuko. Um, I'm surprised that they cut everything to do with uh, Suki and kept everything to do with the blue mask. I and thought the blue spirit part was really cool. It. it was yeah, probably spirit. one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It was a great scene, but it was a weird choice to spend so much time on it. You know, Comparatively, the, the show, yeah. The show doesn't spend that much time on it. And this movie decided to spend a whole entire action scene arc kind of like subplot with it. I mean, uh, that all happens in the show, but it's one episode. In the grand scheme of things, it's not that much. Right. So it's not as consequential. Right. But it does show... Um, I like that because it does show kind of the heart that Zuko has, right? Even in the movie, it does show that, which is nice, because he doesn't want the Avatar to die, yes, for his own personal reasons, but also because he's not just, like, a terrible person. And I think this yeah. was them trying to foreshadow that. Um, it's also executed weird better like a, in the show, but that's okay. Yeah. It's also weird for, like, a director's cameo to choose to be one of the prison guards for the, the terrible Fire Nation I mean, uh, I guess he just wanted to throw himself in somewhere where he might not necessarily always be noticed and still get to be a part of it, and it's not a big, prominent thing. Yeah. But I feel like there are other roles that could have been less, hey, I'm the Fire Nation bad guy. But It's you know, fine. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I, only, I only have one other note. Okay, what's your other and then note? This, this might be a positive. Um, oh, I, good. I think ending you, on you a got, high note. <laughs> actually, it's ending on a long note. It's, oh, okay. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to explain so everybody understands why you're just singing badly at them? So, in the show, the Fire Nation comes up to the Northern Water Tribe, and they have this huge castle wall thing made of ice and the fire nation is having a hard time attacking and everything like that and the the entire wall is lined with all of these uh uh water benders getting ready to fight and in the movie it's the same setup only they decide to add a war cry of sorts and yeah. this old guy is trying to rally the troops, and they're all standing there waiting to go like it's the uh, the battle at Helm's Deep. And he just starts going, ooh. <laughs> it's definitely a choice. <laughs> um, very interesting. Uh, it... Very, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> we had to pause the movie <laughs> because we were laughing that hard. We were both just like, what it is happening? Just... <laughs> It reminded me, especially because we just um, talked about the Marvels, it reminded me of the scene in the singing world 
where that was like their <laughs> war cry, but it's different because their language is song. So right. that makes sense there. And that was their alarm system. Yeah. Here, also their language fine. isn't song. Nope. It's just someone yelling, but <laughs> he wasn't yelling. Uncomfortably. He was like singing ish. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> Not at all. It was so and weird. It didn't have to be there. There was no music in the background. It was just some guy. Yep. I, um,. Highlight for me, but still a negative <laughs> on the movie, I feel like. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So weird. Yeah. <sighs> um, John, I don't know what, what else I have to say. This is honestly one of my least favorite movies in the world, Colin. Yeah. And you know yeah. that, and I feel Absolutely. like everybody else does. This is a one. Yep. Oh, it's a I don't one. give ones to anything. If I, listen, if I could give yeah. it a zero, I'd give it mm-hmm. a zero. Um, will I still force myself to watch it? Yes, because I need to re- be reminded <laughs> of all the sad things that can be in a movie. <laughs> if Basically, we didn't have that pact with each other to watch this movie once a year... And yeah. I paid a, if I paid money to see this in theaters, I would have walked out. Like yeah. that is that is yep. the definition of a one. This is mm-hmm. a one. Yes, I think that if anyone is making an adaptation, whether it's a book to movie, a TV show to movie, a video game to movie, or vice versa, right? If you're making mm-hmm. something that was a movie into a TV show or whatever, use this as your um, template for what not to do. Yeah. Ever? Because it's so inaccurate in a lot of ways. It gets so many different character things wrong. Like like Sokka being not the comic relief. Like Zuko having kind of the weird motivation that he has. And just it just doesn't work. Listen. You know? At least, if you're going to do nothing else, let them have the same stupid names. <laughs> Don't change how you pronounce their names. Yeah. Don't change the main word in the title, which conveniently, if you didn't notice, this Avatar? film is not this film is not called Avatar The Last Airbender. It's only called The Last Airbender. Right. Oh, and they um, did think that they were gonna make more of these though, because it does end on uh the, the phrase end book one. Yes. Like they thought they were um, gonna well, get the other books out. They thought it was gonna happen. They thought this was gonna be well received and they were gonna be able to make book two and book three. Because the last scene is all about Azula taking charge, which happens in book two. Azula becomes way more prominent and is terrifying. We saw Azula for two total scenes in this movie, and she did nothing because this is where it ended. Yeah. Oops. So that's talking about the the last airbender, 2010, M. Night Shyamalan masterpiece that was a movie that exists. Um... Like we said at the beginning of this recording, <laughs> there is a live-action Netflix series coming out. And I want to talk about that for a second. Yeah, sure. Uh, just because we, we were talking about it a little bit before recording and figured we'd just tap that conversation into the end of this. Yeah, so like I said, this should be coming out. Let me double-check how many days, but it's like within the week of the, this coming out. the 22nd out. or something like that is when it comes out, I think. It comes out on... Do-do-do-do. The 21st so yeah literally a week from tomorrow if you're listening to this um as long as this comes out 
on Tuesday like it's supposed to. <laughs> Every Tuesday-ish. Um, Tuesday-ish. So maybe yeah. it'll come out on the day it um, releases just because that could totally happen because my life gets crazy. But um, it is going to come out <laughs> right when the first episode airs for the live-action TV show on Netflix. I We were kind of talking beforehand about our excitement but also our reservations about it. Um, I, when they announced this... And they announced originally that the two original writers for the animated TV show were going to be on board and working with it and making it exactly what it needed to be. Oh, it wasn't just him. It was, the, or those two. It was also the choreographer who designed all of the bending styles. It was the original composer. Mm-hmm. It was all the like, original creators coming back. I was beyond excited. Like, I was like, this is going to be the best TV show that comes out when this comes out. Yeah. Um, and then the original writers left because Netflix and them were not seeing eye to eye on what they wanted this show to become. Mm -hmm. And that's when my thoughts started being, that's probably not a great sign. Um, Everything that they have shown up to this point in terms of like the teaser trailers and the character photos and the different set photos and things like that look really cool. Yes. It looks stunning beautifully done like in terms of animation and cg and graphics that all looks really cool to me i'm hoping the story is good i'm sure there will be changes they've already said there's going to be some changes and some different things that they're deciding to do that's fine it's an adaptation you can do things with it but make it good yeah don't just change the characters you know, no, and, and keep the important the themes that, that need to be yeah. there. Exactly. Make sure, make sure that the structure of the show is there. Don't just change it to change it. And like that's kind of uh, what you were saying with like the Last of Us thing earlier is that like you can have ideas for how you would have done that thing. However, yeah. that that IP, that intellectual property, already exists. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you want it to be a certain way doesn't yeah. change the fact that the thing that people want to see already exists. And you don't have to do an exact, you know, filter over between animation to uh, live action and just do a one to one shot recreation. That's not what people want, but they want the spirit of the thing that you're creating to come to life. And, and one thing that really gives me hope is that One Piece was so good. One Piece was great. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you had not seen the anime, um, right. so you didn't have anything to compare it to, really. Um, I had. I think they did a great job. And, and that's what I mean. Is taking people that, that haven't so seen that's the awesome. cartoon and people that have seen the cartoon can enjoy it in the same. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that does give me hope because that was through Netflix as well, and that was really, really well done. Yeah. So I'm hopeful, but I'm trying to be semi-realistic about it. There will probably be a few things that I don't agree with because that's how mm-hmm. it's going to go because there are things that I'm expecting and things that I want, and I'm just one person. And maybe as yep. long as they can justify it and they have good reason for the choices they've made, I'm good with it. Or even if they have odd changes that, oh, I wouldn't have done that, but that's an interesting choice, and it is different mm-hmm. from the cartoon but doesn't subtract anything, Yeah, sure. Apparently, there's going to be a lot more Azula and a, and a lot more Ozai in, in the mm-hmm. live-action series. Great. Okay. Yeah, Do let me right learn more about fine. them. Yep. Yeah. I'm good if you add things. I'm never going to mm-hmm. say no to that. That's fine, right? Like in The Last of Us, they added so much that wasn't in the game. 
the entire episode between Bill and Frank is not in the game. And that's we one meet, of the best episodes. Like, they, they just yeah. won a bunch of awards for it, didn't they? Exactly. Like, yeah. we meet Bill, but Frank's not alive in the game. Um, it's a whole different thing. So I'm hoping things like that come up in this as well. Like, maybe they're like, well, this in the animated show was very kid-forward, so we skipped over some of the adult things that could have happened. Let's elaborate on that and see what that looks like, because this is not nearly as much a kid's show as the original was, I don't think. No. And I'm here for that. I'm good with yeah. that. Give me a realistic version of this. That's what this whole idea, that's the whole point. Um, but keep the spirit of it. Don't make, don't make Sokka depressing. Don't make Aang... <laughs> Ong. Boring. <laughs> um, you know? Like, yeah. that's all I really want out of it. I just want something that's good and it's quality and it holds true to the original yeah. in some way. Yep. And uh, I guess we'll find out in a week and a day or something For like us, that. For us, if you're listening, you'll find out tomorrow, yeah. question mark. Maybe. Um, um, Tomorrow-ish. And... We have to add ish to everything. <laughs> yeah. So that's fine. And with that, hopefully you've enjoyed what you've heard today. And if you did, don't forget to rate us that five-star rating on whatever podcast listening place you like to use. Yeah, and if you didn't enjoy what you heard today, we'll just make you watch The Last Airbender on repeat. Uh, over Just endless loop going on in your mind. How long? How long? I would say you have to watch it at least five times in a row. Five times. Whew. One for each star you don't give us. Um so it's not worth it just give us five stars yeah really. <laughs> um and there are new episodes of the other brothers podcast every tuesday ish yeah uh, and, uh, if you have yeah. any suggestions of what you think we should review next you know maybe a good movie or maybe a good show we're definitely going to talk about the live action avatar uh, but anything else you think that we should talk about you can let us know on twitter instagram or tiktok at other bros pod and most importantly please tell your friends about us the more that you spread um us around the more people can hear us and join in the conversation yeah and with that i've been colin i've been john thank you for listening to another episode of the other brothers podcast and we'll see you next time see you guys